From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, February 14th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Coming up, rewriting Egypt's future. We hear about the role two key groups are going to play, the military and the Muslim Brotherhood. Also, what revolution has meant for Tunisia. Press freedom, for one thing. Just weeks ago, in the middle of the uprising, Tunisia's state television didn't mention the street protests. The whole country was burning. People were revolting. And you know what they were showing? It's a program about obesity. For God's sake, what obesity? First, these news headlines. BBC News with David Legg. There have been violent clashes between protesters and the police in the Iranian capital Tehran as anti-government rallies were held in several different locations across the city. Thousands of demonstrators took part in the protests, which were in part called by opposition leaders to show solidarity with recent demonstrations in Tunisia and Egypt. Dozens of opposition supporters have been arrested and electricity and mobile phone services have been cut off in central Tehran. Police and paramilitaries tried to block access to the city centre and use batons and tear gas. Mohsen Asghari is a BBC employee in Tehran. We can see hundreds of anti-riot police and security forces and then they started to disperse the people by force. But people started to chanting slogans against the police, I could see a lot of clashes, severe clashes. Police started to launch tear gases and pepper gases. I myself was affected seriously. Egypt has been hit by a wave of strikes and renewed protests, despite calls by the military authorities for a return to normality. In Tahrir Square in Cairo, crowds of new protesters thwarted attempts to remove the remaining anti-government demonstrators. Wira Davis reports from Cairo. Political reform may be coming in Egypt with the resignation of Hosni Mubarak and the promise of free and fair elections, but there's a realisation that economic reform may take much longer. In another televised address, the interim ruling military council appealed to all Egyptians to go back to work and warned that strikes and industrial disputes would damage the country. But across Egypt, thousands of largely working-class state employees have been demonstrating for more pay. Hundreds of youths have clashed with security forces in Algeria. The violence erupted in the northern town of Akbu, about 180 kilometres east of the capital, Algiers. The protesters were demonstrating against what they called the government's failure to provide promised jobs. An assistant to the Russian judge who handled the recent trial of the dissident tycoon Mikhail Khodorkovsky has said the verdict and sentence were not his own, but were dictated to him. The judge, Viktor Danilkin, and the Moscow court authorities immediately denied the allegation. From Moscow, Daniel Sanford. This is another extraordinary development in an infamous case. Mikhail Khodorkovsky was first convicted in 2004, but then he was put on trial again last year on further charges. Human rights campaigners complained that he was being punished for funding opposition groups. Now Natalia Vasilyeva, the assistant to Viktor Danilkin, the judge who convicted Khodorkovsky the second time, has claimed that he began to write his ruling alone. But the verdict didn't suit his superiors and he was summoned to the Moscow city court and given a different one to read. World News from the BBC. 
President Obama has laid out his annual budget, saying he's making tough choices to tackle the country's spiralling budget deficit, but that he would bring borrowing down to sustainable levels by 2015. This budget freeze will require some tough choices. It will mean cutting things uh, that I care deeply about. Uh, for example, community action programs in low-income neighbourhoods and towns. But if we're going to walk the walk when it comes to fiscal discipline, these kinds of cuts will be necessary. President Obama's opponents, who now control the House of Representatives, want more aggressive cuts. However, a BBC correspondent says both sides appear to be shying away from major cuts in spending on defence and benefits.